Welcome to the Resilient and Thriving Podcast with Coach K. My name is Kirsten Larson, and I'm an integrative holistic health coach who helps people get results and breakthrough in their health and life. After healing from extreme health issues and emotional trauma, my goal is now to make health and wholeness accessible to more and more people and to help you overcome overwhelm and burnout so that you can ultimately thrive in life and help others do the same. And I'm excited to be here with you today. Okay, welcome back. This is Coach K, and this is episode number eight. We're going to continue the conversation we had last episode when we talked about mindful eating and how to do that, especially during stressful seasons. And, you know, even if it's not a stressful season for you, it's such a powerful tool to step into. And I have a whole handout that helps guide you through this and walk you through this if you're interested. Uh, go to my website, coachkirsten.com, and you can check out uh, Intuitive and Mindful Eating and really work yourself through some of the questions and comments and even recipes that I have in that. And, you know, as we talked about last week, we talked about tuning in to the emotional state that's happening, taking your time, learning how to slow down and be present. I hope you gave it a try. If you haven't, go back and listen to that one. Because that is the starting point for learning how to do intuitive and mindful eating. And why do we care about intuitive and mindful eating? Well, you know, the the diet culture is a billion dollar industry. And why is that? It's because someone finds out one way of eating that works for them. And they sell their method. And it works for a few other people. but, But as a culture, we're desperate for answers and ways of helping our bodies and getting past the places that we're stuck feeling good in our body and feeling good in our life and you know let me tell you there I am sure that many diets can work for many people and it's not really about the diet that works though it's about the way that allows you to kind of slow down and focus on things and it allows you to say, okay, here are the foods that I can eat. And for many people, when they go through a transformation, it's not just about the food. It's not just about the diet as they, you know, say, I'm not going to eat sugar for a few weeks. As they do that, all of the emotions and thoughts and mindsets bubble up from inside and they have to confront those head on in order to make it through. And the people who actually do that, actually confront those things and get healing and get wholeness are the ones who find that they they become successful. And, you know, many people end up getting set free from the diet mentality and diet lifestyle because they heal those emotional places inside. They heal the way that their thoughts drive them into feeling a certain way and believing that food is the answer or um, doing other things that are harmful to our bodies is the answer. But it's really, you know, if you listen in to your thoughts and I talk about a lot of different ways to do that. There's a lot of ways to slow down, listen to our thoughts, listen to our feelings, and even listen to our body. You know, what does that ache, what does that mean? What does that ache in my shoulder represent right now? Starts to kind of 
may, may sound a little funny, but it really is powerful. Um, you know, sometimes that pain in your neck is related to a, something in your life that is a pain in your neck. <laughs> and, you know, we say that. I've, I've said that before, but we say that so flippantly, we don't really realize how real and true that is. And so, you know, I have found that intuitive and mindful eating can be very challenging for many people, but it actually doesn't have to be, it can be fun. It, it can be a place of discovery, a place of learning to honor and value yourself, a place of learning to have your mind work for you and not against you. If our thoughts create our feelings, you want your, your thoughts to be powerful. You want your thoughts to be loving and kind. And so in the process of going from mindful eating and into that space of intuitive eating, what does that really mean? Well, the first step, as we mentioned in last episode, is learning to honor your emotional state and learning to slow down. And so we, we do that process and then we begin to just really step into loving and honoring our body, our self, who we are, our identity, our thoughts, and our beliefs about ourselves. And that's a really powerful thing. And I love having people just declare over themselves, I love my body. I choose to bless it for all that it does for me each and every day. What if you said that over yourself? every day. How would that change the way that you viewed yourself? Most people, when they they actually tune in to their self-talk, and the main way that they do that is either, either through journaling and self-reflection or talking to a coach. And I get the pleasure of hearing a lot of the self-talk that goes on inside of people's minds. And, you know, it, it's, it's really something. I've, I really believe that there's a deep place that we can come in and start with loving ourselves. A lot of times we think, oh, I'll love myself when I either I feel this way, I look this way, when I can behave this way, when I can do things this way. And I hate to break it to you, but your uh, transformation comes when you begin believing in yourself, when you begin believing that you're worthy, you're loved, and you honor yourself. Um, I'm sure I've shared this example before, but when I was, you know, trying to get my help my body to heal, um, I really wanted to be a runner again. I really wanted to run well, and that was one area where I just could hardly move around the block. And so I started asking myself, what is what does it mean to be a runner? Not just to be a person who runs, but I'm a runner means I, I dress a certain way, I live a certain way. It means that getting up to go for a run in the morning is a part of my lifestyle and it's a part of my routine. And at the time, I couldn't even go around the block, but I had to begin taking steps in that way. Maybe I'll get up, get dressed, and walk to the end of the street because that's what a runner would do, you know, and that's just a simple example, but over time I became a runner and I really did become a runner. Um, and I love it and I enjoy it. I do it not because I'm trying to beat my body into submission, but I do it because I love 
um, I love to run and it's it's so much fun and it's such a way that I can personally honor my body. Now running might not be that way for you, but maybe for you, you like going on hikes with your friends and or maybe you like um, doing creative activities and you can make that into something fun and enjoyable. So, you know, starting out with that place when you can really honor yourself and who you are and and love that person before you're there, it's going to be a really powerful step because then that allows you to tune in intuitively to who you are and what you need. Because most of the time, we the reason why intuitive eating doesn't work is because there's this preconceived notion of who you should be behaving like and how you should be acting. And as I like to say, you should on yourself. <laughs> and so often we end up shooting on ourselves when we really need to love on ourselves. And what I mean by should on ourselves is, oh, I should have eaten that. I shouldn't have eaten that. I should have done that. I shouldn't have done that. I should have said this to that person. I shouldn't have done this. I should have, shouldn't, shouldn't, should. And you should on yourself. And it doesn't help you feel good. It doesn't help you feel honored. It doesn't make you feel loved. And when you can do that, then some of these other pieces that I'm going to mention are going to be a lot easier. So we've really got to get into those three things first. Paying attention to your, your mind and your emotions. Loving and respecting yourself. And then here are some really simple tools that you can do that, that help with intuitive eating because they nourish your body. So simply hydrating properly, giving yourself enough water is going to really help no- your body notice when it's actually hungry. A lot of times hunger and low energy are, are simply signs of dehydration. So be, be sure that you're carrying around a big bottle of water and hydrating regularly, Uh, drink some water before you eat. You don't want to eat during your meal. That's another topic for another day that um, actually dilutes your ability to digest your food. But, you know, aim aim for half your body weight in water each day in ounces or 64 to 96 ounces during the day. Uh, just really making sure that am I actually hungry or am I uh, actually thirsty can really be just one simple thing to do. Another thing to do is honor your hunger. Um, Sometimes and most of the time, uh, hunger that most people experience these days are not actual hunger. Maybe blood sugar crash because you had um, maybe starchy foods, sugary foods, salty foods, or, or processed foods, uh, and those cause our body to detox and bonk, which is, you know, basically that feeling where you feel like lightheaded or you can't think clearly. Um, that's not really hunger. You Usually you should feel your hunger in your mouth and your throat rather than the head and the stomach. So that's a really unique one. It can take some a lot of practice to learn that, but when you do, you're going to feel a lot better. Um, and you can learn that by doing two things, is taking a bit more time in between meals, so maybe three or four hours, giving yourself real time to actually feel hungry. Um, but you can also do it in a time, a way of when you start fe- feeding yourself nutrient-rich foods, 
your body's going to have a much more resilience and ability to, the cravings are going to dilute. You're not going to feel as uh, hangry as they say. Um, I'd almost never feel hangry anymore because I, when I eat nutrient rich foods, I, I feel great. You know, it's usually the days that I go to Disneyland and didn't end up eating as, as good of foods as I'm used to. And then I end up hangry much more regularly. (laughs) Um, so usually that, that hangry feeling, you should be able to go, um, quite a while without eating food and experiencing that bonk symptom unless you're working out really hard. So it's, you know, something to kind of think about. Um, so honor your hunger, honor the actual hunger. And if you're not actually hungry and you're craving food or you're wanting to eat, tune back into episode seven and go back through the process of just asking yourself, you know, what am I really thinking and what am I really feeling? Um, Another component to this is making peace with food. This is a really big one in the diet world and it's a really big one in the world of just even, um, and and this can go from athletes. I coach both athletes and, and people trying to heal their body. Foods being good or bad. How I, I, you know, I haven't, honestly, it's kind of like uh, nails scratching against a, a whiteboard or a chalkboard to me when people say, oh, I know that that food is bad or is that food good for me? Um, I know it's a normal thing for people to ask, but um, what if, just what if we stopped having that concept of those foods are bad, those foods are good? <laughs> and what if we stopped doing that? Then I would imagine the rebel inside of us, the the part of us that says, I can't have that, is going to start to quiet down. Because what if you could eat any foods, but because of some earlier steps we took to listen to our body, to enjoy our environment, and really be present, listen to our emotions, listen to our thoughts, um, learning to love ourselves, that we actually want nutrients, and we actually want nourishments, and we actually want health and strength and feeling vibrant and we want that the aches and pains and the illnesses to go away in our body because we love ourselves then we can make peace with food and we don't start seeing it as this is a good food and this is a bad food because we know when food is quote unquote bad for you um I would reckon to say, for many people, they're either going to be afraid of it or they're going to eat more of it. And, you know, it's a funny thing. And and fear, even if it's in terms of food, is not good for our body. So, um, you know, what if we start asking the question, how can I have something, more of something, that I really want and still honor myself? How can I take care of myself? How can I nourish myself? How can I feed myself things that give me energy and give me life? That's, you know, some powerful questions to ask. And so we kind of take a look at these things. And just in summary, here are kind of some of the things that we've covered. Again, is loving and respecting our body. I love my body. I choose to bless it for all that it does for me each and every day, which is a lot. 
Take time and listen to what your body is telling you. Hydrate properly. Honor your hunger. Make peace with food. Nourish your body. And we talked in a previous episode about eating slowly and mindfully, being present and enjoying yourself. And last but not least, I think this one might be the the trickiest one in the realm of intuitive eating because it takes intentionality and it takes time to really learn is aim to eat until about 80% full. And in order to do that, you need to be able to listen for the signals that your body is telling you. Listen to, are you still hungry? Are you eating because you want more food or are you eating because you're hungry? And I would really challenge you to try this out. Try it out again on on days that you're not stressed out, days that you can be present with yourself. Try it out for seven days in a row and slow down. Drink the water, drink your water so you know if you're hungry or thirsty. Try eating from a place of self-love, gratitude, being present. And, you know, ask yourself, what are my beliefs around having to finish all the food on my plate? Do I believe that it's okay to not eat everything there? Do I believe that it's okay to listen and really pay attention to the signals that my body is giving me? Is it okay to eat slower, to pause, take breaths, wait a few minutes between each bite and keep listening in? You know, and, and see, like, gauge where, where your hunger is at before you start eating, you know, and pause partway through and say, where am I at now? Am I, am I hungry still? And am I about 80% full? And there's an entire culture in the Japanese culture. They have a whole phrase around this that, you know, these are people that live 200, the centenarians. And that's one of the, the values that they have is, you know, when they're full, they stop eating. And I know for many of us, this is a new, it's a process. It takes time. And why not give it a try? See how it feels and learn to respect and honor your body and learn to listen to it. What's it trying to tell you? And I'd love to hear how this process goes. Try it out. Let me know. And let me know if you have any questions at all. I would love to come alongside you in your journey Come on over to CoachKirsten.com and let me know. Okay, until next time. Bye-bye. All right, thanks so much for listening today. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Tune on in every week for tips and tricks to make health and wholeness sustainable. If you're interested in further coaching or more resources, head on over to my website, CoachKirsten.com, and I'd love to connect with you. And don't forget, you were made to thrive.